0: This is my third and final interview with CPC Strategy, the paid search management agency with a specialist focus in retail. This time, we talk all about Facebook marketing for e-commerce. And yes, Facebook advertising traffic does convert. In this episode, we cover types of Facebook campaigns, how to set up your campaigns, What the low-hanging fruits in e-commerce for Facebook advertising are, retargeting, dynamic product ads, and more. This is pretty much a tutorial, so do grab your notebooks and take a load of notes.
1: Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show, where we interview founders of fast-growing seven- and eight-figure e-commerce businesses and e-commerce experts. They'll tell their stories, share how they 2X their businesses, and inspire you to take action. In your own online retail business today. And now, here he is, the man in the mix, Kunle Campbell. Hi, 2 xers Welcome
0: to the 2X e commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kunle Campbell, and this is a podcast where I interview e commerce entrepreneurs and online marketing experts. Driving metrics such so as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, and ultimately sales. Right, today is the third part of um, my interview with the PPC agency, the paid search agency, paid social agency, CPC strategy. If you haven't heard the other two episodes, um, the first one, which is split in two, is about AdWords, Google AdWords in general. Very, very, very thorough. It's tutorial style. Last week was um, Amazon. I spoke with, with Jeff, um, the the founder on, on Amazon. And um, today is about Facebook. It's it's a three pillar thing. So CPC strategy are really, really bullish on those three platforms um, for retail. In case you don't know about TPC Strategy, they were founded in 2007, have 250 active retail clients. They're the top 50 fastest growth companies in San Diego, for those of you in the US. They're an official Google Shopping partner. I think there are only about 10 of them. And some of their clients include Mudcloth.com, SERS, Zenni, and Payless. Now, today I have Stephen Kerner. Stephen has quite an interesting profile, I'll tell you why. He's Senior Retail Search Manager at CPC Strategy and is referred internally as the father of Facebook at CPC Strategy. He's their in-house social media expert with five plus years experience in social media. He is dedicated and passionate about social media advertising and is here to um, tell us more about Facebook marketing on the show. Welcome to the show, Stephen.
2: Thanks, Gunlay. I really appreciate it and enjoy uh, being on so far.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Could you take a a minute or or less to to tell our our listeners about yourself, please?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I've been with CPC Strategy for about two and a half years now. Um, As you mentioned, I've been the one that really kind of pushed us to social media, getting our own company off the ground with our content on social media and just kept driving that further with, uh, okay, how can we you know apply our learnings to our clients and you know bring this on as a different channel so it's been something i've been passionate about for years and now at cpc strategy I've been really been able to sink my teeth into it so it's been really great
0: good stuff good stuff so you mentioned you were in two and a half years ago which could have been about um 2013 if my math is right yeah. um How has the landscape of Facebook advertising evolved from when you started to today?
2: So when I first started advertising on Facebook was many years ago when I was in college and had an event planning company. Mm. Uh, Back then it was only the right hand side ads and you were paying next to nothing for CPCs and it wasn't as evolved and developed as it is now. Now it's, you have newsfeed ads, you have mobile ads, you have right-sanded ads, you have dynamic product ads, you have multiple image ad units. So it's really kind of come full circle and they've really expanded on the different types of advertising you have and where you can advertise.
0: Fantastic. Interesting, interesting, interesting. From a single format um, to, to multiple formats, and a lot of them geared towards retail at the minute. I spoke with Rick last week, and we discussed um, Facebook and um, the funnel. Um, he said um, Facebook can now be used for um, the bottom of the funnel activity. How do you view Facebook and the sales funnel in retail and can it be used at each stage, or um, where where best um, can brands in retail harness the power of of Facebook in the sales funnel?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I think the best place and the lowest hanging fruit is in remarketing, um, because mm-hmm. Facebook has such a wide user base. Users or uh, retailers can really take advantage of retargeting people on Facebook. So people who have been to their site, have looked at products. Uh, who have abandoned cart or who have uh, already made a purchase, Facebook is a great way to get back in front of them and re-engage them. Mm. I think that would be the best place where retailers can really start picking off some of that low-hanging fruit. Mm. Uh, and I think as we as it continues to evolve and people better understand how it's used for direct response, it will start working its way up to the medium of the funnel and even the top of the funnel. very, mm, mm,
0: so. Very, very, very good point there. Okay. So, so how many of your 250 clients at CPC Strategy advertise on Facebook at the moment?
2: So currently, I think we manage about 25 or so, um, just mm. number out there. And it's been picking up ever since the announcement of dynamic product ads. Mm. In terms of clients that are doing it on themselves, I'd probably say, you know, maybe a quarter of them have some type of Facebook advertising strategy, if mm. that's. But that'd be kind of a least number I'd be throwing
0: out there. Mm-hmm. So, so ten percent of your clients care about Facebook so much that they they hire you guys to manage the campaigns, and another twenty five percent think it's relevant, you know, and you know still have some activity going on, which is very, very, very interesting. What sorts of conversions um, are the brands you manage on Facebook directly? These twenty five or so brands. What kind of conversions are they? Expecting from Facebook, given uh, from a from a multi attribution standpoint, um, I, I don't necessarily well mean um, like a, a last um, interaction, you know, um, conversion. It could have been their journey started out from Facebook and eventually, you know, um, they converted off the of back of um, maybe a direct or um, a Google search. What, what are you seeing on on, on um, at CPC strategy?
2: So we're seeing kind of a. Uh a mix of everything. We're seeing direct conversions. We're seeing assisted conversions. Uh, we're seeing new people be introduced to the brand and then going down the funnel that way and converting. So it's really kind of across the board. Mm. Um, that's kind of what's so great about Facebook is it's great if you're remarketing and you can get the direct conversions mm. or if you're tar- really targeting your audience and can get the direct conversions there. But you can also introduce people to your brand and products that might not necessarily – I've known about it in the past. So you can really start to see uh, all the different conversions that you can get from Facebook. Mm. So say it's kind of open depending on who you're targeting and what your actual goals of the campaign
0: are. That's a very good point because I'm, I'm seeing Facebook being used as a discovery engine, um, particularly for quite unique direct-to-consumer brands like on Kickstarter, lots of unique, very clever Kickstarter campaigns, you know, retail um, they found success or a bit of success on um, on, on on Kickstarter I tend to use Facebook for that discovery you know which which obviously is top of the funnel let 's go down to the to, to to what I call the basics of advertising you know trying to get um some some numbers and trying to figure out um how viable Facebook is you know as a platform i 'm going to start out with you know um, Facebook has had numerous um updates on its organic algorithm Uh, i remember there was a time when like 25 percent um was a good number for organic reach from the last time i checked it it is about two percent of organic reach. um so this pretty much means facebook is a pay-to-play platform do you agree or um do you do, do you see organic and paid are they two different strategies brands you sort of engage in or what what's what's your thoughts in you know um in the pay to play platform versus the organic um play you know organic reach on facebook
2: yeah i mean that's something that you know a lot of retailers are starting to ask and people in general it's like okay if we want to get on facebook like what do we have to do mm-hmm. um the organic reach is only going to get you so far and you'll start have to pain to really reach your audience so It is going to be, you know, 98%. You're going to have to play if you really want to see some good results. But that doesn't mean that your organic can't really spread through uh, Facebook. I mean, Facebook's all about getting that engagement, getting that sharing. So if you're able to really do that with your organic post and get people engaged, then you can see your organic post go viral still. Mm. Um, It's just a little bit harder then paying to boost a post and then getting the organic reach and everything mm. built through a paid post.
0: And, and I guess, suppose you could perhaps use um, like I don't know, your learnings from from paid your success and paid to, to to tweak your organic, if you know given. So, so if you're seeing a you know, good performance on, on paid, then you could feed that back to, 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 to the team managing the organic. Um, Absolutely. I, I, yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about campaign goals. Um, so what campaign goals should retailers aim for? How should they sort of structure their, their Facebook campaigns? And um, what kind of goals should they really look into setting for, 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 for their campaigns they run on, on Facebook?
2: I mean, that's a great question and it's going to depend on what the retailer is really looking to get out of Facebook. If they're looking for more brand awareness, they're going to want to focus on engaging content and getting likes and really getting people uh, talking about their post and their brand. If they're looking for direct response conversions, then they're going to want to focus on conversions and you're going to want to set up some retargeting campaigns and then start building off that with uh, lookalike audiences and there so it really depends on the overall goal i'd probably suggest having you know a campaign that's really geared towards engagement and getting likes and then at the same time have a campaign serving for uh, remarketing and retargeting to people who've already familiar with your brand
0: okay okay that's very 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 valid points there okay what are the basics of acquiring um you know um engagement through page likes through, through more page likes on facebook
2: so Facebook's all about being human, right? They want that interaction. They want you to not be on autopilot. They want you to be human for more more or less. Mm -hmm. And so getting page likes is all about that. You know, being human, engaging, putting entertaining content out there that people... Have an opinion about, or want to like, or want to share. That's really how you're going to start building your community on your page, and really start getting in front of people in the newsfeed. It's just making sure you have that content, and the more people engage with your content, the more it's going to show up in their newsfeed and make you more sticky to them. Mm, mm,
0: mm, Human element. Um, I was, um, yeah, I, 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 I was on. I was listening to to Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, one of those clips on Facebook, and someone was asking about Instagram today. I know Instagram is not Facebook, and it's like you know, why is my Instagram, um, why is my Instagram profile not getting that many, uh, that many, that much engagement? And um, you know, Gary said, put more faces, you know, put more people, show sure, you real. Just don't take photos of landscapes mm. and things and expect engagement. Yeah. Uh, good stuff good stuff they're really really good stuff okay i've seen some large-scale retailers you know sort of grow their facebook pages um with likes from competitions you know they, they run competitions and um i've seen a brand you know, they're, they're like 1.4 million or 1.2 million likes on the com. will you recommend this strategy um for for acquiring likes to to retailers
2: oh absolutely um i have a side project that i'm currently working on and we're selling shirts on Facebook, and that's one of the way one of the ways we engage people is, hey, you know what? We're doing this uh, new release of the shirt. Uh, we're giving one away. You just have to like and share our content, give us some feedback, and your name will be raffled off. So it's a great way to engage with the community, get people's attention, and who doesn't like the chance to win something? So <laughs> it's uh, I found it a very powerful way to just increase that engagement, and as long as you're doing it in. A way that makes people go, yeah, I know what? This is easy. I'm gonna like it. I'm gonna share it. Then it can be very successful.
0: Nice one. So, could you channel um, such post with with like a? Could you boost such post or I don't know um, or advertise or you know sort of um, promote them as sponsored post on Facebook?
2: When yeah, you, you can. Okay. okay. Um, whether you're doing it as a, you just put out a post and you boost it, or if you actually have an ad campaign around it. Okay, okay. that's definitely something you can do.
0: Oh, it makes sense. What about driving more clicks to a website? Is is that, would you recommend within Facebook marketing in general as an objective to to drive more traffic to your website? Or would you prefer to work within the ecosystem, the Facebook ecosystem?
2: And again, it's going to come back to uh, your goals of the campaign. Mm. If when driving likes or, uh, excuse me, clicks to the website, you know, if you select that objective when creating a Facebook campaign, Facebook's going to try and send as many likes to your page as possible. Um, it's not going to be necessarily the greatest traffic, but they're going to try and send as many as uh, they can. So if you have a product, like you're just trying to get leads and email addresses, then that's a great way to start to do that. Um, if you're looking for more direct conversions, you'll probably get a lot of clicks. You might get some conversions, but the conversion rate is going to be lower than if you would select, you know, a uh, Drive conversions to the website, mm-hmm. and those are both objectives when creating a Facebook campaign. Mm-hmm. And Facebook's algorithm will actually help, you know, make it as cheap as possible and find the right audience that's going to actually convert or actually going to click on an ad and go to the page. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking about conversions, what what formats, what what Facebook ad formats are you seeing that work um, towards driving conversions to to to, to retail sites?
2: So we really started seeing multiple product ads, or multiple added image units, and the dynamic product ads start to really pick up on the mm-hmm. conversion rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just goes to the ability of having different products that will take you to different landing pages mm-hmm. of the actual product. Uh, before those, it was like you either put out a couple images of products and then sent them to a category page, because you can only mm-hmm. send to one URL. around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you had to be kind of careful and start testing like what's going to convert the best. But with the new multiple image ad unit and the dynamic product ads, it's going to take you exactly to the product that you're looking at, which we've seen uh, across other channels is the best way to go. Because if someone sees something they like, they don't want to spend time searching for it. They want to go directly uh-huh. to the product so they can check it out and hopefully buy it.
0: But they're almost like like um, Google shopping ads now, aren't they? The
2: oh. Very similar to them.
0: And I, I guess they work on, we're going to talk more about it, but I guess they work off the back of feeds, of um, product feeds. Is, is is that correct? or?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, there are different ad units. Mm. And the most recent one, the dynamic product ads, does work off your uh, product feed.
0: Wow. Okay. 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 Uh, the other thing I was going to ask you is um, dark post. Um, it's it's been quite um, the rave on on um, the, the podcast world and, and blog post. W- what are your thoughts on um, dark post? Um, could you explain what dark posts are, and um, is it is it recommended? Um, would you recommend them? Yeah, absolutely. So I
2: haven't actually done many dark posts, but when I was at social media marketing world, it was all the talk, and people were seeing some great results and engagement. Uh, from my understanding of it, Dark Post is basically a post that you'd see on someone's page. Um, in general, if you go to like Nike.com, you could see all the posts they put out. So mm-hmm. it looks just like a regular post, but in fact, it's only an advertisement. So there's more of a, um, I guess, human aspect to it. It's more of a organic feel and not so much an advertising. Mm-hmm. So that's I think that's why people have seen such good results is because, one, it's not on the their page so it's like the only way you can see it is if you're served it you can't go to the page and actually see that post mm-hmm. and two it gives it that organic feel like they're not trying to sell you something it's not an ad it's just someone putting out this post well wow.
0: and, and just uh, then it probably ends up does it end up in facebook or um do, does it take them to to your website or could it be either it could be either okay. you
2: can set the urls driving to the Actual page or to the website, I believe. Okay,
0: okay. Um, so, so why is mobile um, so important for for ad targeting and um, Facebook advertising um, campaigns in general? And um, given the fact that you know, it's quite difficult, well, it's it's quite challenging to to convert mobile traffic. Uh, why is it so important um, in in Facebook advertising?
2: It's so important just because so many people log on to Facebook now through their phone. I forget what the exact number is, but I believe Facebook has like 1.8 billion people on uh, their platform, and a humongous number of that, or portion of that, people are logging through their phone, and they don't even go to their desktop to actually look at their newsfeed. Personally, I can't remember the last time I actually looked at my Facebook, my personal Facebook, on a computer. It's always through my phone, and Facebook has done a really good job of making their app be able to have the full capabilities of using the platform. Same here. So it's really where it comes down to and why it's so important because everybody is using Facebook on their phone, and if you're not targeting mobile, you're only going to hit a small portion of the people who are on their desktop.
0: And does it convert, though?
2: Yeah, I've actually seen it where people it converts better than desktop wow. Okay. I think that really kind of goes back to the cross-device attribution. Hmm. As people are always logged into Facebook, Facebook can really tell, you know, okay, yeah, we saw this on mobile device, they clicked on it, and then later came on the desktop and purchased it or something along those lines. So mm-hmm. I've definitely seen it convert.
0: Mm-hmm. And Facebook has the, the reporting to, to to back this up because you know they, you, you probably have your your Facebook pixels there's tracking on the website anyway and um, they, they know they sent you the traffic so it, it would match eventually yeah
2: exactly yeah,
0: fantastic okay. Well, and another thing. So, just wrapping up the basics of Facebook advertising. Um, one um, thing I've heard people talk about a lot, which I've actually personally used, is a power editor. Um, what are your thoughts on on um, on the power editor as um, a, a tool to to use for managing your um, or putting together um, Facebook adverts?
2: You know, it's a great tool. It's very powerful. It can be kind of hard to understand and to really get to work for you. But uh, once you're understanding it and you can really dive into it and create lots of ads, I wouldn't recommend it to just the basic user who's going to run an ad here or there. Um, it really is going to lend itself to the power user who's creating 20, 25 ads like every week who are really diving into the different targeting you can do and setting up different campaigns with different audiences. Um, it's also great because that's where Facebook rolls out all of its new uh, tools and products. So, dynamic product ads you can only do on Power Editor. You can't even build that type of campaign just off the Ads Manager in Facebook.
0: Okay, okay. So, so as you, you start to get more sophisticated, well, almost intermediate, really, um, at your Facebook advertising, you, you'd need to start to use the Power Editor, I, I suppose. Okay, um, so the rest of the. The interview really, I really want, um, the next thing is just for for, for listeners, I'm going to be covering um, campaign setup, um, hopefully, building audiences, um, product ads, retargeting, and retargeting on Facebook. So the next set of questions has to do with um, campaign setup. I'm trying to figure out what the optimal structure of a campaign in Facebook should look like.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, it's going to go back to your goals of the campaign. If you're looking for just remarketing, um, you're going to want to start off with some basic list. And that's how you're going to structure the campaigns, uh, just so you know what campaign is focused on what audience. Um, So something we've been doing here is uh, targeting people who've actually viewed products and then setting up a date range. So we'll target people that have viewed products in the last three days. We'll target people who have viewed products in the last five days and then 10 days and so on. And so we'll have a different campaign for each one of those target audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that does, that really kind of keeps everything organized and helps you avoid overlap. And so you're not double serving to a, a certain set of audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd recommend starting off somewhere like that just based it on, okay, what kind of Audience that you're going to be targeting, and what kind of ads are you going to be using? That way, you can really keep everything straightforward and make sure you're following the strategy that you laid out.
0: Okay. Okay. So, so you really need to think about your, your audience, and then you need you need to think about somehow to target them. What about device targeting? Um, in the sense that, um, should you separate your um, your mobile? from desktop or um should you separate so when you talk about also people should you i know this there's lots of demographic targets and should you kind of split out you know um, various groups of people like male female um that's at the very top level um and where in the structure because i think there's campaign there's ad sets um, and there's adverts so so where do, do, do this does this split occur in, in a Facebook campaign.
2: That's a great question. And really, uh, so you're going to have your campaign and then like you said it's going to have your ad sets and your ad sets are going to have your ads. Uh-huh. So this it's going to take place at the ad set level cuz that's where all the targeting is done. That's where you're going to say, you know, if you want to target female between the age of 18 and 25, you're going to have an ad set for them. If you're going to have a if you want to target mobile, you're going to have a female 18 to 25 mobile, and then you're going to have a female 18 to 25 desktop. Mm -hmm. And then under that is where you'll have the ads. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, that's where Power Editor is going to really kind of help you, is you'll be able to just copy the ad copy and the ads and everything in a spreadsheet, and then change just those small facts Mm -hmm. of the ad set. Um, So that's where you'll be able to take advantage of Power Editor a little bit, but still be able to separate your, um, ad sets and make it really functional to who you want to target.
0: Uh, and I guess, well, I suppose in in Google, um, you, you always target keywords, right. Um, but in Facebook, you're targeting people. Um, so your, your, um, I, I guess your criteria would be, you know, um, a lot on that target, you know, in terms of, you know, what, what sort of people you're targeting and, yeah it's it's really fascinating really really fascinating um the with the depth of targeting you can um you can achieve with facebook okay um in terms of ad copy what on the front line um what best practice well not best but what what ad formats actually or what kind of copy are you seeing a, a lot of success from at the moment honestly
2: um, uh, ad copy that speaks to your audience uh, um if you can make it you know kind of targeted to the people that you're actually showing ads to mm-hmm. you're going to get more engagement on those ads and you're going to end up paying lower cpcs and getting more kind of for your buck at that point mm-hmm. uh, so that's one thing that uh i've always found and that what i where i hear at uh, conferences and everything is like just make it make it human and make it really geared towards the people you're targeting um because I mean, if you think about it, people on Facebook don't want to be sold. They want to be entertained. They want to engage. So if you're just saying, hey, buy this, buy this, huge monster sale, you know, you might get some clicks on that. But <laughs> you're, you're better off relating to the person and getting them actually paying attention to that. So there's
0: people-to-people marketing 101. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, very, very interesting. Um, what are your thoughts on um, Facebook video ads?
2: Um, I haven't had much experience with it, but uh, from – The articles I've read and kind of the data I've seen behind it is um, with any new ad unit or ad product that Facebook is rolling out, they tend to give more exposure to. And that's kind of what we're seeing with video is people are engaging and sharing it with it more. And Facebook's really take it Pushing it out more. So instead of that 2% organic reach that you're seeing, you know, that might bump up if you're using video posts. One, because Facebook is pushing that harder, and two, people are more likely to engage with that
0: more. Mm. Can you even tell um, the difference from a, from a user perspective? Can you tell the difference between a, an organic video and a video ad? Because I, to be honest, I haven't actually interacted to the best of my knowledge, um, well, knowingly, uh, a video ad
2: we've actually used them for internal purposes. We put a really good uh, video together and um, when I saw it on Facebook, I like I knew it was from our company, but I didn't realize till later that it was an actual uh, ad. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it just has that little sponsored uh spot right below the uh, name of the person. So, yeah, I mean, you can still tell it's an ad, but if it's done in a, you know, a good way, you know, people might be checking it out and not even realizing that it's an ad for a company or something else so
0: interesting very very interesting okay um you know because we're talking about campaigns you know, at the setup of a campaign for for those of the listeners who've actually you know played around with facebook advertising the facebook bangs on about um facebook pixels um, could you sort of explain um what facebook pixels are and what options um we have um as as advertisers
2: yeah absolutely and uh, facebook pixels are really what's going to allow you to measure the success and allow you to target people. Um, so there's two basic ones. There's the custom audience pixel and the Facebook conversion pixel. Mm. The custom audience pixel is going to go on every single page of your website. And that's going to allow you to retarget people based on different combinations of your URL and where people have been. And um, so you really want that one on your page because that is going to allow you to kind of get that low hanging fruit and really. Uh, target those people who have already been to your site. Mm-hmm. Without them, it's not possible. And then you have the conversion pixel, which is how you're going to get results and how you're going to be able to measure those results. So if you didn't have the conversion pixel and you're running ads, you don't know whether those people actually converted or they made it to the page that pixel's on just because it's not there. Mm-hmm. So it is extremely useful and highly recommended to have both those pixels
0: mm, especially in retail because you're um, I think the custom audience actually captures that journey at the start of um, the start of the journey and um, mm-hmm. the conversions pixel you know um, make sure it tracks the end so they, they, they kind of um, you know they, they go hand in hand Right, so I was going to ask how best they can be used, but I, I think that that pretty much covers um the questions I was going to ask with regards to to, to the conversion. It's really important to, to have both both of them really and um you know if you're a retailer you know um, you you'd be able to to track the performance uh, yeah and and I suppose um stephen that um you for cross-device um, attribution, it's it's absolutely in, in, important, isn't it? Or-
2: yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you know, Facebook's going to be able to say whether you know they clicked on it or viewed it, and then be able to tell you it's like okay, did it did start on a mobile device and did it uh, finish on a desktop or anything like yeah. that. And so, if you really want to get a clear idea of what Facebook is driving, you're going to want that conversion pixel, and even if you're a retailer, you're going to want to make sure the revenue variable of that pixel is uh, dynamically updated. Ah,
0: okay, okay, okay. And then, with regards to reporting, where do you do? do you guys have a third-party reporting tool for Facebook, or um, uh, the Facebook reporting um, is Facebook reporting sufficient enough? The, ad, the advertising reporting.
2: Uh, so far, we've found it uh, efficient enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a pretty good job of giving you the basics and you can break it down. It's a little uh, wonky sometimes where you know, it's it doesn't always work the way you want it to. Uh, <laughs> you'd rather see one thing and another thing at the same time, uh, but for the most part it's pretty useful. There's some tools out there that uh, we've seen that give you pretty cool data and you don't have to do as much slicing and dicing to actually see what you want. Uh-huh but yeah it's uh, it's sufficient enough especially if you're just starting out
0: okay okay nice um just to wrap um campaign setup what do you see campaigns having a, a life span and um but by, by that i mean from a performance standpoint do they eventually dwindle so maybe we get in you know, 30% conversions and then you know after a, a period of time it just pans out to 5 or 2% what have you what, what are your thoughts and um, from from experience um, what what kind of lifespan do, do campaigns have if, if any or is it more like a set and forget
2: it's a, another great question and that's something we're uh, starting to test out a lot it's like okay we have this great ad how do we extend the actual lifetime value of it and keep it relevant um, and part of that is going to go to the actual objective you selected right when you clicked or when you created the campaign if you're doing optimized for conversions. Uh, what we've noticed is Facebook is going to send you a lot of traffic and a lot of impressions for the first couple days while it figures out okay who's actually converting and who's um, who do we need to start showing this to. So there are algorithms working in the background trying to really find out quickly who they need to serve these ads to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, uh, the more the longer the ad's going to the longer the ad runs it's gonna get fatigued really quickly depending on the size of your audience. Mm -hmm. If you have a frequency of five, that means on average someone seeing your ad five times, you know, they're probably gonna start getting tired of it and won't be engaging with it. And if they're not engaging, you know, that's gonna kinda kill the momentum that's building up. On the other side, if you have an engaging ad and people are are always liking and sharing it and you have a big enough audience where that can really build, you can see a campaign really kind of stretch out over weeks. Um, So it really kind of depends on the engagement, what Facebook is seeing when they're optimizing and how well it's built in, how well it can lend itself to people interacting with it.
0: Exactly, and and um, frequency and and the audience size. So, speaking of of the audience size, what's the optimal size of a Facebook audience in in a in a campaign you're, you're seeing and um, retailers you sort of um, embed in in their their campaigns?
2: I mean, it the optimal size is the size that actually converts. Um, <laughs> we uh, haven't really seen. Um, kind of a trend and it's like, okay, you know, really if you have 2 million people that you're serving ads to, well, if they're all targeted and all fall in your demographic and the people you want to target, then great. Uh, but at the same time, if you're able to whittle your audience down to 100 people that are in the market and ready to purchase, then that's going to be great for you too. So it really depends on one, again, the goals of the campaign, but two, really kind of target the people that you want to get your ad in front of to meet your campaign goals. So okay. um, it's the size is uh, all relevant, just depending on what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I would say try to get as targeted as you can with the audience to make sure that if you're looking for direct conversions, make sure you really hone in on the people that are likely to convert. Mm,
0: very, very, very good point. What about tweaking the the audience? What, what targets options um, would you see would drive the, the maximum output um, from your audience targeting?
2: So the maximum output, again, is going to be uh, just retargeting people who are already familiar with your brand, whether they've been to your site, they've liked your page. Um, that's really what's going to give you mm-hmm. the best success. Um, when you start to use lookalike audiences and diving into some of the other interests and behaviors that people have, um, you're going to start opening up your targeting a little bit, start moving up the funnel, and uh, that will all have an effect on you know what kind of performance you're getting from that campaign and that audience.
0: Mm. I've heard a lot about lookalike audiences, both on AdWords and Facebook. Um, from from your experience, how accurate are a lookalike audiences?
2: I was going to say, it's something that uh, we're always testing and really trying to find the best way to uh, get the best results. I've heard and seen people do amazing things with lookalike audiences, Mm. really just kind of driving more traffic that's similar to them. Um, But then we've also had some kind of horror stories where it just does not perform as well. And it's really going to be based on your industry, your messaging, and how well you're able to target in on people who are interested in your brand are interested in your products so mm. uh, it's something that we're always testing and it's gonna vary based on industry products uh, brand to really see what you can do with it
0: would you th- well I, I don't know I, but this is what I, I was thinking i'm not sure from from your experience what, what i think i would do would be to, to let my campaign kind of um, get conversions over a period of time, sufficient conversions, um, whatever is, is the target. And then mm. off the back of that, I guess if that audience works, I could tell Facebook to to um, target the, the lookalike audience. But if it's premature, perhaps you, you might not get as um, good enough an output if you were to create a lookalike audience. Is, is that the case or am I just... This is just a hypothesis, really.
2: It's, so. I mean, that's definitely a good theory, and I would have to test it to really see what the outcome would be. Uh, one thing that we've been having success with is uh, creating a lookalike audience based on people who have purchased from your site before. Hmm. Taking that lookalike audience and really whittling it down to the people who would be interested in your product. So if it's a lookalike audience, they probably aren't familiar with your brand. They probably haven't been to your site, but you can take that and use Facebook's um, targeting to, you know, target people who are in between the ages of your demographic. So eighteen five. If you're selling like high end fashion, you can do female uh, people who have bought uh, luxury items, people who have looked at uh, women's clothing, women's accessories. And really start to whittle the number of people that you're serving an ad to. Mm-hmm. So you're making sure that your your audience is really refined. And mm-hmm. that's going to be one way to really kind of hone in your lookalike audiences and have the best chance of getting results from that campaign.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a very, 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 very good point. What should an audience list look like from... Your top performing clients on uh, the doing Facebook um, advertising. How many sort of audiences do, do they have on their audience tab, and what should the breakdown look like, along with timeframes? Um, if if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I think I got where you're going with that, and mm-hmm. really, it's gonna vary based on the strategy. Um, we started getting really aggressive with some of the audiences that we're building out. Mm-hmm. Um, one, just so we can have them, so they can build up. Uh, in the audience tab, but like I mentioned before, we've started doing ones with uh, you know product viewers of the last 3, 5, 10 days. Uh, we've also started doing key brands. Um, people who've viewed products in that key brand in the last 3, 5, 10, 30 days. Uh, so it's really going to depend on your products, your industry. Um, we've done different categories so people who have viewed a certain category um, and then start serving ads to them. Um, and at the same time, we've had where we're cross-targeting uh, different audiences. So we may be, you know, targeting someone who's viewed uh, footwear and showing them ads for dresses. And that's something that uh, we've found to be really helpful in a way to really re-engage with people who've been to your site. They might have already bought shoes or looked at them, um, but, you know, what goes best with shoes? Probably a dress. So. Uh, finding ways to overlap your audiences. And when you have them all built out, it makes it really easy to start testing that type of thing and really honing in on what's going to work, what's not going to work, and getting the best results.
0: Interesting. Very, very interesting. I can see a lot of this hinges on user behavior on on your site. So how um, they're engaging with pages and um, actual products and then you're building out... Intelli- quite intelligent list to to um to to to, to match um their, their their behavior on your site so you serve them much more relevant um adverts i could see an opportunity for personalization so if i like, can imagine a an app that or you know a, a software that actually understands their user behavior and then suggest um the kind of um list to build out
2: and <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that, that's definitely something that uh i would highly be interested in to see just exactly what kind of how far you can actually take that. I mean, you can off in analytics, but you know, to have a software or someone do that for you, feel a okay.
0: so, so, all our software as a service um, listener. Um, people, you know, list, listeners, um, you guys think about it, uh, you know, user behavior and then channel that into Facebook audiences. Okay, right. Let's move swiftly into the, the very important format, ad format for, for retailers, which which is product ads. You mentioned earlier dynamic product ads, which I'm very excited, you know, about as a format. How many product ad formats do retailers have at their disposal on Facebook and how can they be effectively set up? Yeah, so
2: with Facebook, we have three basic kind of ad variations, if you will. You Mm -hmm. have your single image, which is the 1,200 by, I think it's 628, kind of the rectangle ad that has been around for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you also have the new multiple image ad unit. And that's basically, you know, square boxes that are now like carousel ads. So you can scroll through them and see them. Um, And those are set up on a manual basis. But now you have the Dynamic version of that, hmm. where Facebook will just plug that information in for you and show people uh, the proper products based on how they engaged with your site. Wow. Um, and then, lastly, you have the right-hand side, which now has the same image image requirements just on the right-hand side. So,
0: okay, that's
2: your kind of basic setup.
0: From there. Well, okay, okay. So you have the standard, the multiple ad, which is manual, and then you have the dynamic. Okay. So how do you set up the, the standard ads, the standard product ads?
2: Uh, so the standard product ads, I assume you're meaning just single images? The, the single, s- image? single image, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so you can set that up directly through the ads manager, just like you would set up any other uh, Facebook ad One key thing there is instead of uh, choosing, like, clicks to website as the objective, you'll probably want to choose website conversions. That way Facebook knows what you're going for and they can optimize towards that. But then you'll just go through the process of setting up the ad copy, um, uploading the image that you want to show, and then setting the URL and so on and so forth.
0: So it's a pretty manual process.
2: Yeah. um, For the most part, there's tools out there that will help you create ab test and create different ad tests with it which makes the experience a lot easier mm-hmm. and a lot more fun to actually test and to get into what uh, you can do with Facebook but if you're looking to create a one-off ad and just kind of see what's going on Facebook makes it pretty easy to go in the ad manager, they'll walk you through every step that you need to do and then you can upload your first ad
0: Do you have any tool recommendations for um, for, for third-party tools that can manage um, the um, what, that can help you upload these um, single product ads or manual
2: ads? Yeah, uh, one that uh, I've kind of Tested out and really like was It um, okay. Really has a strong uh, platform and user interface. Uh, makes it really easy to test different variations at the same time mm-hmm. when uh, starting an ad. So you can test different ad copy, you can test different images, you can test different audiences all at the same time. And they'll give you the numbers of how one's performing, and they'll compare the different tests that you're running to see where you might be able to hone in uh your performance whether it's pausing you know mails from 18 to 25 with this ad copy i mean it really kind of builds it all for you and then gives you the tools to optimize it
0: nice nice nice, nice, nice. i'll link to it in the show notes okay what about um the multi-product ads um, is it a similar process to the um to the manual ads
2: yeah and so it's a very similar process the only difference is uh you have to create it through power editor okay. and and walk through the steps on Power Editor. But it's the same kind of process, just when you get there you choose multiple image and then you set the each image for each uh, item in the carousel and then you'll set the landing page and the description. All this can be done through the Power Editor, and you can build it in an Excel spreadsheet and upload it. Uh, but it can be, you know, a little bit of a manual process.
0: Okay. The, the, the sounds like the, the Power Editor is a really, really important um, tool to to get around to to get to know and use. Okay. Um, I was, was going to ask you a question initially about um, images. Images are quite. I think that the drivers in, in Facebook in general, um, you know, the stronger the image, more engaging the image, the the, the more success you find and the more engagement you you, you get um product images are quite boring in a sense depending on what you sell um Mm -hmm. would you suggest or where are you seeing the most successes in in regards to product images you know for for product ads um what kind of images actually perform really well with product ads
2: and so this is since it's still a new program testing's still out Mm -hmm. but like you alluded to it's the more engaging image images the higher click-through rate we've seen in the past. So I imagine that would carry over with product ads. So mm-hmm. if you have a lifestyle image for your products, then I would highly recommend using that and then testing the other ones to mm-hmm. see which ones work best. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to be clear, lifestyle images is just like an uh, image of your product in use or someone using your product.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So
2: definitely testing that to see which one gets the best results would uh, be what I do and what we're currently doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Have, have any of your clients said okay we have pretty rubbish <laughs> photographs <laughs> and and so um we're we're going to, to to add um an additional lifestyle image um for a significant number of products in our in our um in our catalog for facebook advertising and would you suggest that
2: um i would just so you have those images i mean that's good marketing collateral uh, mm-hmm. whether you're Facebook or somewhere else but for other channels you still have to have kind of that plain image for like Google Shopping you have to have an image where it is your product with a flat background Um, and Google doesn't really like having those lifestyle images they want it to be as clear as possible Um, so depending on where you're going to be advertising you'll want to be aware of that Um, you'll probably still need the stock images for a lot of channels Um, but obviously okay. in this book you know okay. you might get more engagement from lifestyle, okay,
0: okay, fantastic okay, um let's talk about dynamic product ads um how are they set up um, how would you set
2: it up? so dynamic product ads are very they're awesome and they make takes a little bit of the manual work out of uh, the retargeting uh, product ads so first things first, you need a business manager, and if you haven't had or looked into a business manager. It's pretty easy to set up. I think we have a blog or two out there that uh, I can forward to you and really walk people through how to create a business manager. Okay, But it is something that Facebook rolled out about six, four months ago, allows you to uh, upload a feed in there and really house your page and your Add account and allow you to assign people to work on them so it really kind of makes the managing of the page and the assets a little easier so you know who's working on what and what they're actually doing for those. so mm. the first thing would be setting up the business manager so you can then create a product catalog and the product catalog is where you're going to send the feed So once you set the feed uh, you'll want to make sure the dynamic uh, portion of the custom audience pixel is installed um, we also have a blog about that that will help walk you through it as well.
0: Okay. I'll link um, but to that.
2: This is, Yeah, this is a portion that uh, basically tells Facebook how people are engaging with your site. So whether it's a product that they're viewing and then going to another product, that allows Facebook to say, okay, you know what? They viewed this product. This product's in the feed. Let's show them that product. Okay. So it really ties the engagement to the feed and allows Facebook to show the proper uh, products to the people. Okay. So uh, once you have the pixel installed, the feeds uploaded, you go and create the template. Uh, the template's created through the power editor. Uh, when you create your campaign, you'll select product catalog sales, and then that will take you to the ad set where you can set the targeting, uh, set the different product sets that you want to focus on, and then you can uh, create what information shows up in the ad. So you can make it so the description in the feed is there and that you have the price. So you can set it so the brand is shown up and the price or different combinations based on the information that's in the feed. Okay,
0: brilliant, brilliant. So we have um, business manager first, then pixel setup, um, template selection, ad sets, and then the setting of how it looks like.
2: Yeah, you also forgot the creation of the product catalog and sending the feed. Oh, okay. okay. Without that uh, you can't do anything with dynamic product ads.
0: Okay, Okay. which comes after the business manager?
2: Yeah, business managers first because everything else is going to be done within the business manager and you okay. can't set the need without it. Okay,
0: nice one, nice one. Yeah. Okay, um, let's talk about retargeting um, on Facebook. The the next most, well, I think this is the most effective um, means of um, grabbing the low low-hanging fruits. Okay, when setting up retargeted ads, what kind of retargeting delivers the highest impact um, from a conversion standpoint?
2: So what we found is people who viewed a product um, within the last three days or so. Um, we've seen different variations, uh, but that's really when someone is still in the market. If they've been to your site, they've looked at a product, they're most likely still in the market for that product three days later. Mm-hmm. So if you're starting to show people ads within that time frame, you know, you're likely to mm. stay on top of mine and get them back to the site to make
0: well, it. While they're still fresh and hot. Okay. Exactly. What about um, shopping cart abandonment? Do you have any solutions um, to, to tie shopping cart abandoners um, to Facebook uh, marketing or through retargeting?
2: Yeah, you can uh, create a couple different things. You can set up a campaign and ad sets through dynamic product ads. So... People who added stuff to the cart then abandoned will then be shown those products when they're on Facebook. Um, You can also put a coupon code in the ad copy so you can entice them to come back and complete the order a little more. Nice. You can also set up the manual product ads to uh, show different products um, on uh, Facebook that they've viewed in the past as well. Um. So there's definitely things you can do there, and I recommend always targeting card abandoners because if they've added something to cart, they're so close to actually checking out. They just got spooked for one reason or another. Um, so getting out in front of them and enticing them to come back is very important.
0: Absolutely, absolutely how should should advertisers go about like refining um their targeting for for, for better ROI um so when um so you, you build out an audience say so you're a very high traffic website you're you're getting like maybe 30,000 visits a day I, I wish and um you so um you have a quite a big substantial audience and you want to sort of um you know try and be more targeted with your with, with your targeting what would be the key obvious things to do to, to sort of prune that list off to to, to, to to aim for the people who are actually going to, to, to convert?
2: Um so I mean if you're getting that many people, you wanna just start identifying who's actually on your site and then where what position in the sales funnel they're actually at. Uh, if you can identify that, then you're gonna have a much more successful campaign and you can target specifically that those people with the right products with the right Messaging to get them back and complete the purchase. Mm-hmm. So it's really about understanding who's coming to your site, uh, how they got there, what they're actually looking for, what their intent is, and then uh, focusing ads based on that information.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. And um, speaking of what their intent is, and um, you know, products and, on the on the website, um, do high ticket items actually convert? to, I'm talking about like um, 300 dollar plus products um, through Facebook?
2: Yeah, I've seen, we have uh, high-end jewelry clients and high-end watches and that kind of stuff. We've had pretty good success with people actually engaging with content and coming back and purchasing. I mean, especially with Q3 around the corner and then Mm Q4 coming up. I mean, that kind of stuff, it's a great way to get in front of them. If they're looking for gifts, uh, Facebook is where they're going to be just hanging out. Tra them and kind of stay on top of mind, then you can uh, really get them back to the site so we've seen success kind of cross all different price points from you know your spontaneous uh buy of a three dollar flashlight to a thirty forty dollar dress to a three thousand five thousand dollar watch wow.
0: so okay uh,
2: it's definitely room to play um and it's just not matter- matter of finding your audience because your audience is there you just got to find them and target them
0: true 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 i'm going to go back to the dynamic ads um i just want to i want to ask a question about if facebook dynamic ads product ad formats is has actually killed the need for using third-party retargeting platforms such as ad or criteria
2: um it's i don't think it's killed it quite yet because mm-hmm. some of the third-party tools are still out there mm-hmm. and still um They're adapting and making it ways to really kind of work with Facebook instead of being kind of like a one-off and being able to only offer certain services that Facebook doesn't. So what we've kind of seen is instead of them being the only place to do this type of thing, that they're actually adapting and making it a way to manage dynamic product ads, make it easier to build the campaigns and then running it directly through Facebook instead of, you know, having their own kind of working off the FBX.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Interesting. Okay, um, final set of questions. Are there any books, tools, resources that you recommend store owners to to learn more about um, Facebook marketing um, and advertising.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of good online resources out there. Uh, Facebook has a uh, kind of a course that will help teach you the basic. It's called Blueprint. Okay. You can create your kind of course depending on what your goals are for the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will walk you through the very basics of what everything is, the terminology, how to set it up, uh, the different ads that you can run, um, things to A, B test, how to track it. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of a beginner level you know, course that you can go through and just really start learning some of the basics about it so definitely recommend doing that um, and getting familiar with it but then there's also uh, social media examiner is a great blog to follow uh, John Loomer is kind of a really strong
0: yeah, of place it to
2: uh, follow and he does a lot of great posts on Facebook different tests so uh, that's a great one to follow obviously our blog we're putting out a lot more Facebook mm-hmm. content um, as well as AdWords and just general e-commerce content. So mm-hmm. definitely um, follow us, of course. You can follow me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always trying to curate content that's relevant to what I'm doing and different things. So,
0: What's your handle so we, we link to it? please?
2: Yeah, it's uh, Kerner, K-E-R-N-E-R, Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Okay. So okay. that's uh, pretty basic, just my name flip-flopped. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, fair enough. Um, and the other thing is um, I've got about one, two, three, four, five, six, um, actually f- five um, articles on here um, I will be sharing from the CPC Strategy blog. Um, one's Driving Retail Conversions on Facebook. It's a course recording and webinar. And the other is an article, General FAQs on Facebook Advertising. Uh, there's another Facebook products ad Guide. And there's How to Install Facebook Conversion Pixel, um, How to Set Up and Upload facebook product catalog so so all that's going to be um shared in the um, show notes for for for, for our listeners okay Okay. right um cool and before you say your goodbye um it's been fantastic a, a fantastic one hour so far could you give our listeners one parting piece of advice towards um around um marketing in general or facebook marketing just one piece parting piece of advice from you know you being in the front line managing these many accounts and being an expert basically in facebook marketing
2: Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I've always kind of stressed is always be testing, always seeing what works and building off that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't be afraid to fail because if you don't fail, you're not going to figure it out and you're not going to start getting results. So Mm -hmm. always be testing different things, different audiences, different ad copy images, and that's not even having to do directly with Facebook. Do that across all your channels with your website. Um, Just always be testing to find out what works and what the next direction to go and it's gonna be.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, so listeners, you can catch um Steven on Kerner at Kerner Steven on Twitter. Um I would be, you know, um, sharing um his, his um his Twitter handle on um on the show notes. And um yes I just want to say um Steven it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and thank you for sharing your insights on Facebook advertising.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure. I love uh talking about Facebook. I'm pretty passionate about it so I love getting <laughs> just you know having discussions around it so thank you so much for having me it's been an absolute pleasure good stuff
1: cheers bye thanks for listening to this episode of 2x e-commerce to help you get more actionable insights and e-commerce growth hacks that will help you 2x your online retail business hop over to 2xecommerce.com it's a blog dedicated to e-commerce and multi-channel marketing run by the show's host coon campbell 2xecommerce.com is packed full of articles and guides to help increase traffic to your store, increase repeat purchases, and average order value. Thanks for listening. Visit 2xecommerce.com.